It is Monday, the 17th of February, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, Phoenix's campaign to make the city streets safer. We're humans. We're going to obviously always try and take the shortest route possible. So I think for $250 fine, people are going to risk it. Also, yet another reason why Austria is one of Europe's most charming destinations and why Hong Kong schools have announced a strict no-pyjama policy. I am Marcus Hippie in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. First to Phoenix in the United States, where crossing the road could soon land you behind bars. Monaco's Nick Manis has been following the story. Nick, can you explain what is happening in the Arizona capital? Basically, city council have proposed a revision of their jaywalking law that will see people that cross the road at non-designated crossing points receiving a $250 ticket for first-time offences with repeat offenders facing potential jail time or a $2,500 fine. This is basically an effort to make the streets safer because the city does have some of the deadliest streets in the United States. Do you think this will actually make streets safer? I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to stop people from crossing what I guess they deem as illegally. We're humans. We're going to obviously always try and take the shortest route possible. So I think for $250 fine, people are going to risk it. Perhaps if you've already received the first one and you're on your warning, you might not. But I think our behaviour and and our desire to take the shortest route possible is is probably going to make us... I don't think it's going to be particularly effective. And also, let's look at what kind of a city Phoenix is. How easy is it for pedestrians over there at the moment? I mean, you're looking at crossing points can be up to like over half a mile apart. So if you want to cross legally, you could be looking at a 10-minute detour to your walk, which really, it comes back to that convenience thing and if it's actually going to be effective. I think what they're missing is is they're trying to focus on making the streets safer. Whether this actually works, I don't know. I think the answer perhaps lies in changes to the actual design and layouts to the street, improving pedestrian infrastructure, creating more crossing points and and slowing down traffic. Nick, do you think if we look at studies, if we look at stats, is it drivers or is it pedestrians who are most often causing accidents? There was a study done on this topic in New York uh, recently and what they found was that 75% of of crashes, fatal accidents or or serious injuries that occurred between drivers and pedestrians were caused by the drivers just due to carelessness more than anything like that. And I guess what this points to is, is that the issue lies with the way that people are driving, not necessarily with the way that people are walking or crossing the road. The design of our streets is going to have the biggest impact on on slowing down drivers and encouraging them to drive more safely around pedestrians, but also providing the appropriate pedestrian infrastructure to enable people to cross safely, whether that's islands in, in the middle of the street where they, they can find refuge as they're crossing roads or by increasing the frequency of crossing points. Can you give us examples of how other cities have been trying to tackle the issue of jaywalking? It's kind of funny that this is the response that everyone seems to take to it. No one seems to take the design response. Everyone takes the more or less fine pedestrians response like it it's happened in sydney in in my home country in australia where police camp out at traffic lights during peak hour and fine pedestrians every time they cross the road illegally which in a city that's so congested and and there are so many people on the footpaths and it's peak hour it sort of seems a little bit unfair particularly because they are the most vulnerable users. And I think I think that's the issue with this, is that they're targeting the vulnerable users. They're not camping out, targeting people that are running red lights or, or perhaps 
driving their cars illegally through pedestrian crossings. They're focusing on the actual people that are the most vulnerable. And New York tried to introduce a similar bill last year as well, didn't it? Yeah, and it was shot down by their city council. It was a piece of state legislation that city council actually got behind and said, no, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to fly in our city. It's not appropriate for somewhere with so many pedestrians and so many people moving around to try and actually target them. And I guess rather than focusing on cars and design issues isn't the right response to a situation where people's lives are being put in danger. Just finally, Nick, I I think you gave us some ideas already, but let's just recap. What would be your suggestions for creating safer environments for pedestrians and drivers alike? Okay, if I had carte blanche access to redesigning Phoenix's streets, I mean, certainly the first thing I would do would be to introduce more crossing points. I was actually looking at some videos of their streets and they are pretty grim and pretty barren. So I'd definitely get some street trees in there which which are going to slow down cars, potentially put in some island refuges for people that are crossing the roads and just make it a little bit greener. It's a desert. It's so unpleasant. If you can slow down traffic and make the pedestrian environment a little bit nicer, I think you'll find more people are walking and hopefully more people are crossing the road safely. Good morning, of course, Nick Muniz. Thank you very much. Up next, let's hear from Monaco's business editor, Venetia Rainey, who looks ahead to one of Austria's most impressive events. Care to dance? This Thursday, we'll see 5,000 politicians, celebrities and believers in high society gather in Vienna for the historic Opera Ball. Although Vienna sees around 450 balls during its annual month-long ball season, a tradition that dates back to 19th century Habsburg court life, this event is by far the highlight. The interior of the grand neo-Renaissance-style opera house is emptied for the event as it's turned into a ballroom, with guests paying up to €23,000 for a 12-person box from which to watch proceedings, food not included. Teenage debutantes open the night with a carefully choreographed waltz, and everyone takes part in a quadrille dance at midnight. It's an old-world tradition, full of pomp and echoes of Austria's former monarchy, but one that you can't help but be fascinated by. How often do you see people of different generations getting dressed up in formal attire to dance the night away together? It's also big business, with guests spending around 300 euros each on everything from preparatory dance classes to plates of Saka sausages for sustenance. As the Monocle team found out while reporting our Austria-themed March issue, this small European country is bursting with stories of this kind, where tradition butts up against the modern world. Be it the couple keeping vintage public weighing scales up and running, or the cafes sticking to the most indulgent, time-honoured recipes for cake, Our latest issue pays homage to the rarefied, decadent and sometimes odd tales that give Austria its enduring charm. My thanks to Venetia. Elsewhere on today's agenda, last week Quebec's Bombardier exited commercial aviation, selling off its stake in the A220 jetliner program. The jet known as the C-Series was Bombardier's ambitious attempt to compete with Boeing and Airbus, although cost overruns nearly made Bombardier bankrupt in 2015. The A220 sale will generate almost 600 million Canadian dollars for the company to help ease its debts further, Bombardier is also reportedly in talks to shed either its business jet or rail divisions. 
Hong Kong's Education Bureau has announced that all schools should take an extended break until March the 16th as part of the city's efforts to manage the ongoing coronavirus epidemic. Since the Lunar New Year holidays concluded, many students in the city have been required to attend lessons via video conference. However, some have become a bit too comfortable with the home learning setup, prompting schools to announce a strict no-pyjama policy. And though those who fear that bricks and mortar retail is in terminal decline would do well to head to Euroshop, the retail trade fair that runs until Thursday in Düsseldorf. With over 110,000 visitors expected over the event's four days, it is an opportunity to take the temperature of the industry and get a look at innovations in shop design. This year lighting is in the spotlight. A whole section of the fair is devoted to companies that specialize in the sector. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I am Markus Hippi. The Monocle Minute returns on Tuesday.